Hey, what's good, people? Still here. I <laughs> know. Uh, guess who's back? That's Wendy Jones, people. This is the Option Podcast. Buckle up, baby. We got a lot to talk yes, about. The episode starts right now. Let's go, Wendy. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. You sent me a list of topics. I'm like, let's dig Dude, in, man. Yo. This is good. All right, what's up, people? This is episode 134. It's Wendy Jones, Jason Tavares. Thank you for having me back in your living room. The most important thing, thank you guys for keeping me in your life. You know, I've been in Facebook jail for a little bit, and uh, they still won't tell me what. Um, I uh, if I did something wrong, I want to fix it. If I did n nothing wrong, then then reinstate my account. But the amount of shares that I got has kept the podcast viewership on this amazingly high level. And and the game, um, like Qatar against USA, yes. yeah, fourteen thousand views on YouTube on on Facebook, which is I thought YouTube would, would the the numbers would be better on YouTube, but. Because you, my listeners, my followers, uh, who who are ingratiated in the sport of volleyball and, and just people who want to follow so we can talk shit. Um, wow. Great support system, man. Awesome. Great support system till, till, till we get this, yeah. till we get this really, really going again, you know. And I was telling you, Wendy, before we start, because we're going to talk about Babylon B. We're going to talk about Lynn Thomas. We're going to talk about Leah. Yeah. Yeah, Leah? Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas, not yeah. Lynn. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about so many things, but. I, there was a part of me that just liked it. When I was doing this a few years ago, it was just a tube cast. Right. I didn't, I would just do the beat. I'd interview Taylor Crabb. Only 600 people would, would watch it. And I was okay with that because yeah. it was 600 diehards. And the numbers didn't matter to me because I knew who listened to it because I got more commentary and feedback from the 600 people than I did 18,000. Totally. So, it's organic so it was sixteen. It was six hundred maniacs. You engaged, know? fucking savages. Savages. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. the reason why I'm all I started this podcast all volleyball heavy because we're we're gonna go another route in a minute, um, was because I was angry at the wrong people. Mm. My anger, my ire, my frustration. Mm -hmm. uh, um. Wendy it comes from a real place. I, I don't. I moved here. I didn't know anybody. I did this. Same. You know. I, I know you always get help from a friend here and this and that. But there's a bulk of it where you're comfortable saying, "I did this myself." Yeah. I I did this. Yeah. I made something out of nothing. Yeah. Myself. I've and you. and anything that gets in the way of that. You know, I always say it's gonna lose, but they're not losing right now. I'm, 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 I'm lost and I'm losing, but and I'm trying to get yeah. back. So, yeah. um, guys, message me if you know how to get in contact with Facebook because yeah. I'll get in the viewership anyway. But um, I might divorce myself from them if this continues to happen, because YouTube, um, I'm already taking the certification exam that allows them to speak more freely, so they know I'm not a bot. Um, Theo Brunner got 11,000 views on that. My boy MC Dive got 13,000 views on YouTube. So, so my average viewership is 13,000 anyway. Yeah. Uh, um. So, um, on Facebook, and and you don't have to be a member. Right. To to whatever. So so I'm gonna do more of my live premieres and all that stuff on that. But you mean on YouTube? On YouTube. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to, but you know, because Facebook, I've I have this affection for the people who supported me, men, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. from 30 to 55. Yeah. That's Facebook. Yeah. Right? Well, tell them where to find you. Yeah. Savvy Sim- Simo got 24,000 views. Dude, I, my uh, Lori Akamura got 30,000. 30, yeah. yeah. Savvy. My podcast with her came out yesterday. Blew up. She's just such a <laughs> rock star. She's such a yeah. rock star. Yeah. Tony's the one that had a story to tell in that yeah, partnership. Tony do. Rodriguez. But yeah, Savvy. Both of them do, but Savvy is the one that just keeps going and going and going but both of them like the adversity i love those stories so yeah and we went two hours and 20 minutes nobody i I mean there's very few people that want to do anything for two hours and 20 minutes (laughs) you know and the younger you are your attention span is like boom right but no it's she's she's a good one to talk to for sure so i listen to jimmy door okay uh, and jimmy door is basically saying the babylon b got their twitter account suspended for calling Rachel Levine, who's a transgender um, uh, admiral, Four-star right? Four-star yeah. admiral yeah. and deputy health and human services yeah. secretary. Yeah. that. Um, or so they were, the Babylon Bee, for anyone listening, Babylon Bee is a satire. They're, they're like the centrist and Republican onion. So they yeah, say okay. things that aren't true because they just aren't, you know? And because and because it's satire, yeah. satire, and by its definition is ridicule, yeah. um, irony, parody, sometimes caricature, a mixture of but included but not limited to all of those things. Wendy, uh-huh. so they got suspended for saying something that was, I believe, hate speech. Yeah, that's what and I, I said. And I guess for everybody who's who's navigating or listening to this podcast, before we go any further, I'll, I'll save you the time. There is zero hate speech. If you if you want to cancel me or flag me because we're having the conversation, then then I, I to say that that's unfair is goes goes whatever. But to 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 to, to promote hate speech or to promote to promote misinformation is one thing. But to put us in a position where you can't talk about it at all that that's this is this is the United States of America. We don't do that shit here. That includes and that includes private companies. You know yeah. we we you know they they have to have a policy right. if if it's hate speech delete this yeah. if if it's misinformation delete this but you can't you, uh, you, be consistent with your own policy your yeah. own policy says that we're allowed to talk about these things as long as we don't step over the line and right now we are we are yeah. not going to step over any Absolutely. any lines i took an oath of office to to self-honesty yeah. and provoking thought and that's yeah. what we're doing before i go any further absolutely so I, it's the only reason why it came up is because Rachel Levine is one of the um, finalists, or, or I think one of the twenty candidates or ten candidates for Time Magazine's Woman of the Year. Okay, I thought it was USA Today, but I might. It was USA. Know. Well, USA USA Today reported it, and it's oh, okay. Time Magazine. Oh, it's Time Magazine. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, and I want I, I want to make sure I'm right about that too, because yeah. they're gonna be like, "Gotcha." I know. Um, but so, in a satirical attempt. It's like hell. Let's give let's give her man of the year too, you know. So the, and it was something that thought was funny. I personally, in my humor, and you know, my my humor off camera is not for everybody. It's it's right. it's crude. It's rude. It's 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 it is ridiculous. But even me, who can go hard in the paint, yeah, uh, I didn't find this funny. Yeah, I didn't find it funny. But so what? If you don't find it funny, you don't. You, then you don't find it funny. Well, and the thing that really about these people that get canceled lately so often i mean there is so much content out there when they cancel them then it becomes bigger news and more people go to it 
what I can't figure out is like people are just talking. If you just let, I mean, by all means, cancel. I mean, or, or there have to be guidelines for hate speech and all these things. But there is an agenda out there that is going on, and to me, it's actually putting more eyes on people that apparently Twitter doesn't want Babylon Bee saying these things. But when they cancel them, everybody goes and writes articles and goes and listens and pays more attention to it. And everybody becomes so sensitive. We're just calling attention to... Sen- but it's none of it is... So much of the stuff that's being canceled is not hate mm-hmm. speech. And well, it's coming from one side. Yeah. It's coming from one side. It is. I think we all know, and at this point, even like my friends on the left um, are can concede that I guess I'll just say it plainly. Free speech is still free for if, if you if you parrot the free speech, which is predominantly run by big tech, which is predominantly left. Right. Right. Is, yeah. is that is that phrasing it I, uh, um, I, yeah. properly? Because it so. seems like the one the only ones getting flagged are the people from the right. And their argument is it's because they're not telling the truth. And I'm like, neither is uh, neither is whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, since when did free speech matter? What's true? All right. So but there's something under this that before we got on the podcast mm-hmm. that I just figured out now. This isn't about canceling um, people who are celebrated or who, or who have notoriety or fame or, mm-hmm. or, or have a following. Because like you said, all it does is bring more eyes on them. Right. right. Like Dr. Jeff Malone, mm-hmm. not Jeff Malone, because um, um, Jeff Malone is the um, new the new president of CNN. Um, oh, Dr. Peter. No, it's Peter McCullough, Peter McCullough. but um, who, uh, does the other yeah. The but guy an, who, but who, anyway, who, the two most important things that people want to remember is one, it attracted more viewership. It's probably his most viewed episode besides Alex Jones that's on YouTube. Exactly what I've and noticed. two, it's still up. Yeah, it wasn't canceled. It wasn't censored. It's still there. Out of out of all of the episodes that Joe Rogan removed for maybe um, hate speech or using the N-word or this or whatever other trouble he got into. Guys, <laughs> it's still there. Those episodes are still there. So it's not that. I, I just figured it out just now when you were talking about it. It's about censoring the people who don't have the support. I just got in Facebook yeah. trouble, right? Okay. Talking yes, about, right. May, but maybe talking about Joe Rogan or Whoopi Goldberg. If I get censored, does Joe Rogan have my back? No. No. So it's really about uh, mediating or diffusing the situation before um, other people think it's okay for them to do it. Because those people can get canceled in a heartbeat, removed, mm. not being told why, and no one will care. And they know they can't afford an attorney to do something about it. Or, or yeah. do they have the inclination to keep working day and night to, to understand right. the why and this and that. So, so it's not, it is an attack on them. We're not wrong. It right. is an attack on free. It is an attack on free speech, yes. and it is attack on um, you not being in lockstep. Comple- and I mean, when I say lockstep, I mean anything that veers even narrowly is you're you're you know you're gone. Right. So it's not about those guys. It is about them, but it's but it's more. It's a, it's about getting rid of the people who can't do anything about it. True. Silent. It's silencing the country. Yeah. basically because the rest of the country is not famous right and what do i love about the podcasting world is you're getting the stories of people that are not in the 24 7 mainstream news media and there's some amazing stories out there and yeah. when you look at this country we are a 50 50 country look at mm-hmm. the way these elections break down yep like 
we're not all one way and never have been. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of opinions out there. And now where we've gotten with technology and these big tech companies is that there is a platform for everyone to speak. But when you start picking and choosing one storyline or one, you know, the one view on Uh the, on the political spectrum, you start favoring one. We're really getting into quickly very un-American stuff. Yeah. Because these conversations have been going around on people, people's dinner tables for generations. Like, so if we're going to have a platform where everyone gets to speak, and then you see these other companies popping up, the getters of the world that are going to try to do another social media platform and we're not going to censor you. Well, like, they're just going to keep popping up because America is not going to shut up. Okay, no, Americans are not going to shut do up. That here. We don't. We talk. We want to have these conversations. But it's, and the more we silence people, the more thin-skinned we become. And everybody goes to their little corner and becomes one of some little. They want us all, you know, peel the part in these tiny, our own little group. When really, that's never what's been good for society. Well, it's it's about divide and conquer. Yes, exactly. You, and then the elitists take it. over. You know. Yeah, but. It's about divide and conquer because... Hold on, sorry. I want to um, go to my split screen and see if I can move me more to the middle. Oh, that's better. There you go. Um, the smaller the groups are, the easier they are to um, yeah. vanish. Totally. So if there are too many groups, they, they, then they, 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 they steer the traffic and the direction back to a place where the FCC regulates free mm-hmm. speech right like the right. only place you can say what you want and still have a show oddly enough is on tv where mm-hmm. tv you because know you weren't allowed to say fucking shit and all that stuff right. and the reason why people went to the internet is because they it was they, they were looking, no but they yeah. were looking for a platform right. that that's unfiltered and the right. whole purpose of of being on the internet and having these shows is because you're allowed to speak unfiltered yeah and free speech again is not popular speech popular right. speech doesn't need protection yeah you know right and Majority my friends are gonna rules. think i'm crazy for coming out saying all this stuff because it's like dude you're just begging to be canceled again but i i um <laughs> but look at the end of the day you can do all the right things and get canceled anyway so i, I mean i don't i don't i'm just be, one of the I'm first things you learn though in in high school u.s history is majority rules minority rights mm-hmm. like where are the minority rights for the speech that is not hate speech yeah. it is just not popular so why are why is no. that okay to cancel? That is not, it's, it's, it's not American. I also think these brands are hurting themselves. Um, yeah. Dave Chappelle once said, Twitter's not a real place, yeah. right? Um, I remember them saying, he says, they came up to me and said, they're talking about you on Twitter. He's like, I don't care, Twitter's not a real place. And everyone clapped because it's Chappelle, but his stronger point is the more that they decide arbitrarily how, that people can only sp- speak one way, Right. there's, Twitter won't be a place. Yeah. Twitter won't. They, he'll be right. It won't be a real place because it is a real place, but it yeah. won't be if they keep doing that. Yeah. And I'm not saying Twitter's um, not alone on that, but they're not alone on that. And, and I mean, just today, I was actually just trying to pull up the article because the Babylon Bee oh, said they're not yeah. apologizing, right? Right. right. They they don't apologize because Twitter Twitter look because it became popular. Twitter's like, all right, let's meet in the middle. Let's let's split the difference. If you remove the tweet, right. 12, 12 hours from now, your, your account will be back up. And the, the guy who runs Babylon B said, no, 
He said, I, I mean, I'm paraphrasing in my own words, I'd rather slide down a razor blade and land in an alcohol bath than give you fuckers a satisfaction. Yeah. And, and I think it's a very brave thing to do because me, I if agree. I'm running Babylon B, I would probably split the difference, but, but I'd be blind to setting a precedent. Yeah. You know, well, I to, can appreciate people that stick to their principles. Yeah. You know, I do think that's where entrepreneurs and, and people who are trying to get a message out there, like to be authentic, you got to mm -hmm. say what you mean and mean what you say and not get bullied by the big guys. Yeah. You know, that's. Here, well, here's something else that will get me canceled, right? We, I went on, I did a search because I wanted to know about more yes. about the um, yes. Rachel Levine right. and mm -hmm. I wanted to know about Babylon B. So I did a, and this is funny. I did a keyword search, Google search. Okay. Babylon B not apologizing. Okay. And this is what popped up. So, oh, Babylon B not apologizing. Oh my God. So this is the most When's, recent yeah. article, May 26, 2021. That's what pops up first. Here's another one. Twitter apologizes after briefly suspending the Babylon B. This is August 17th, 2020. I mean, how is this? Is, how is hold that? on, wait. This is two years ago when Twitter was actually apologizing. May 26, October 2021, See, October 2020, so June nothing. 2021. There's nothing on, on the first eight or 10 categories. And um, that's a huge news story right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're. We're all, we're being fed. We're, it's being controlled. What's coming out to us? Like it is not okay. And they hold the keys. What do you do about that? I don't know, but I did that so you could lose your mind. <laughs> you got me, Jay. Uh, but I, but man, I got you with the truth. Yeah. I, I got you with the truth because and people need to see that. What I just said to you was not only true. But I just showed you a Google search, right? And 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 maybe I'm old. Maybe uh, maybe us old folk don't know how don't to um put the right keywords in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's pretty simple. Yeah, but I um I will say this just for the record on a personal level, right? My sister, two tours in Afghanistan. Yeah. She's she's a lesbian. Okay. My aunt, um. She was one of the most brightest people in our family, but spent a lot of time at Bellevue Hospital because <laughs> because she, she's too bright. Yeah. Um, she's a lesbian. Um, I have a great aunt who I'm pretty sure I'm 90% sure is transgender okay. <laughs> when it wasn't a popular thing. Yeah. Okay, and and my family's gonna give me a shitload of blowback for that. So I, on a personal level, do not have a problem if you identify with being one thing or another. Right. As someone who has a black mother and a white father. I spent pretty much all of my life, even now, identifying with being both. Mm -hmm. I don't make people make me choose. But in, I, I have to admit, growing up on Flatbush Avenue, I identify more with being a black man yeah. than a white man. I'm just a light-skinned brother. Mm -hmm. So I have been raised um, to be fair. Um, some would say fair to a fault. Yeah. I'm like, why are you? That's, that's your story. You, that's yeah. exposure to different perspectives and different I mean having to walk that like you are a light-skinned blue-eyed guy that completely identifies with the African-American community yeah right why should you have to choose yeah well um, thank God the people I grew up with I mean you could tease a lot as a kid well I I've been imagine. called all kinds of names yeah, and this and, and that but retrospectively they don't can they consider me they're like you're black you know you're one of us shut up but you why know? do you have to choose I don't because you are 
I authentically don't. who you are and you're doing your thing. Well, people. That's what needs to matter. Not all of these yeah. categories that we're all getting shoved into and waiting to be offended by the next thing someone says. Well, that's why I think as much as I hate cancel culture and the woke mob, um, th that's where I think they kind of do get a bad rep, I think. Um, and this is the only two seconds I'll defend them okay. is without them. The whole bullying thing. You know what I'm saying? Would still on on a level where people are killing themselves because they're being bullied, oh, and, well, you know, and that. So, that so I'm so glad you, I'm glad that 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 generation of people exists because it gets rid of that. I mean, we're gonna get into the whole question of is an, is the call out culture the new bully? Because mm -hmm. we wanted to, I wanted to talk right. to you about that too, but yeah. but I'm I'm thankful for that because me growing up, it's crushing to be called um, these racial slurs uh, of you know white nigger wigger. Um, Oreo cookie, zebra, um, newspaper, like all of these things that the same people are crying over this person being insensitive or that right. we're the same people who grew up calling me those names. Right. But but I'm supposed to grow a set, right? I'm someone supposed right. to man up, right? Yeah. Um, but so I thank God that this culture at least makes us mindfully aware that people, you, yeah. you don't know who you're messing with and sometimes you, you got to chill. Have they gone too far? Yeah, because yeah. that's where you're like, you're like, you're defending them, you, you be real careful. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, I can appreciate what you're saying completely, because I'm also all about the self-awareness piece of understanding what's your intention with the words that you say and keeping people, allowing people to be who they are. I don't want to go back to the struggles that people have had in any category of humanity. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's the... LGBT community or African American community or I was talking with a friend the other day that grew up in the South Bay and he's Asian and he was talking about his experience growing up in the you know he's older than me so late 50s and growing up around here and being the only Asian person and what that was like and and having to come through his life and the self-awareness that has come from that from going to that from being that very self-conscious person to now when he walks in a room he's like i don't even think about it anymore but he's you know 58 years old it's taken that long to you, you come through these things they, they leave scars so i'm all about helping the younger generation understand who they are so that they don't and not have to be bombarded with having someone else tell you who you are that's one of my biggest pet peeves don't let anybody tell you who you are you know, I mean, you but you have to understand from inside. So if those bullies do come, you know who you are. You don't let them tell you who you are. Yeah. Having an identity crisis is not a bad thing. No. I mean, it's it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just something we have to go through with life. All right. And, and I guess being Absolutely. biracial, it, it highlights it more yeah. than some other people. Barack Obama growing up, Absolutely. he had to go through this identity crisis. I read I read his book, The Promise, mm -hmm. and I read a, a book previously written. And um, and in so many ways, we're, we're it's amazing how much alike we are, you know, except mm -hmm. he's he might be more squeaky, squeaky cleaner than me. I mean. You, you you run you run as an, an as identifying with being a black black president. There is someone out there probably looking. There's a team of monkeys in a room looking for your worst moment. So no doubt about it. That dude has to no be. He is squeaky clean. <laughs> you know. Well, you're too, you're both two very intelligent. Yeah, he. he de <laughs> yeah. I mean, he definitely is. Yeah. I, I I might make more sense than him, somebody, but in the end, retrospectively, um. We're always more polite to our presidents um, looking back, 
like history is always more kinder or less true, kinder true. Uh, to some people. Like this includes Trump too. This includes um, George W. Bush, right? Mm-hmm. Who everyone yeah, calls this like this warmonger. I didn't think he was a warmonger. I, think, I just thought he was a dumbass that, well, that listened to Dick Cheney. <laughs> you know? We do tend to get a little mm. more nostalgic as they move on and out of office. They're usually right. sitting there with really low approval ratings most of the way through their through, through their presidency and then we develop some nostalgia for them after they leave <laughs> yeah so so fair to a fault and this is important this is why this is this is something i wanted to say and, we, and i want to talk about rachel Levine a little bit more and mm-hmm. talk about what a, an awesome human being um she is but fair to a fault gets a, a nosebleed beating because you start seeing things for what they are deriving from either facts Mm -hmm. or or a heightened level of self-honesty where it looks like you're picking sides of a person when you're you're really not you're just picking sides of what you think is right and what's wrong right for example if you're against trump if you're not a trump person Mm But if you acknowledge that he did a good job not getting us into these regime changing Mm -hmm. wars, which isn't completely true, right? Um, Oh, my God, Jason's praising Trump. I'm I'm not. It's the all or nothing effect. Yeah, it's we can put it on any current event topic. You can't you know, if you didn't, whether we're talking, I want to. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I'm not bringing it up. No, um, but I'm talking about if you agree effect. that this person said yeah. the sky is blue and the water is wet. Yeah, it's not praising them. Like no. Bernie Sanders has been accused of praising Castro, and okay. accused of praising the president of Venezuela uh-huh. when he uh, commented that the person's health care system and the way they run it that that's the way to go. Okay. Now, I that's think anyone that says that regime. and says that you you agree with everything they say or that you're praising right. them or that you're somehow on their side. Right. Um, very much like you said, the application of use, use of language and context. We mm-hmm. talked about that earlier. I think anyone who takes these these words and language is thinking about language as a child. Yeah. And, and Sam Harris said this and uh, he said it was more about the, the use of the n-word and context Mm -hmm. but it very much applies to agreeing with someone that you dislike um anyone that takes those words and changes the context to make them mean something differently only shows one you're a child to the english language you're not Mm -hmm. you're not a full-grown adult and two you lack the ability to solve real problems in the world because you have become hysterical Mm -hmm. about imaginary ones Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always bringing it back to the bigger picture because all these things get singled out in tiny little pieces and you can't be nothing. As we know, as we grow older, nothing is all, there's no black and white. There is so much, there's yeah. very little black and white, I should no. say. And there's so much in the middle. I mean, you can't argue that we don't have a problem with our healthcare system. You can't argue that there's not something going on with climate change. You, you know what I'm saying? But people make you take one side way over here or one side way over here. And the truth is generally speaking down the middle. And how are we going to have that conversation? Yeah. If everyone's camped out over here because they're only getting one piece of, you know, one side of the news or they're only, they're only going down their rabbit hole, right? We need that conversation in the middle. And yeah. people have to be 
open-minded enough and have a little bit thicker skin that I feel like we used to have. Mm -hmm. And as generations go on and what our kids are being exposed to, they're not going to have that thick skin. We need to have these conversations. Yeah. They're not hurting anybody. No, they're not. No, these, well, that's the uh, rationalization. Yeah. That's the, that's the excuse they're using. Yeah. And this, yet, this kind of speech they think, sorry to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. This kind of speech will lead someone to commit violence against someone else that, that is, that is a marginalized group. Um, but look how far we've come with marginalized groups. Yeah. I have so many friends, um, that, um, that were gay in high school. Right. When, in my generation, I'm 47 coming through that super difficult right. we're all friends today they'll tell you their stories like it was it was really hard for them i look now and go we've made progress i feel like people are more allowed to be who they are and i am all for it right right i mean i want everybody to be who they are and be able to express that as long as they're not going out and being violent or emotionally abusive or and for the most part people aren't i, I also think some people you need you need to give them time Right. True. Because yeah. where we have taken off with that mm -hmm. is a good thing. Yes. But there's these areas where we've landed that just gives a black eye to us as human beings. Mm. Um, Janu like January 6th. Yeah. Oh, um, God. If I, you like look the back whole, at the video Like the whole I stop did. the steal or whatever and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Like January 6th um, is really what started oh. having these social networks hunker down on free speech. Because the whole fear that a whole bunch of people are going to get together and do something about it based on your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, at the, at, I guess still even now, right. even now, two years removed from it or a year removed right. from it, is still something everyone considers dangerous. And, right. and, and as Americans, that's, we have to take these, these, these things. And it's hard to call January 6th an outlier because it was such a whatever, no. but but at the end of the day, it really was. It's an aberration well, on, any violence, on on how free speech I, can take a black gonna, guy. Right. And, but I'm never going to say that, that violent protesting is, I am never going to be on the side of violent protesting. Okay. No. Peaceful protesting is the American way. I don't right. care if you're talking about Black Lives Matter or January 6th, climate change, women's, women's rights, whatever you're talking about, peaceful protest is the American way. Like, yeah. you're not, I, I don't believe in anything that, that, that causes harm and violence. And so shut that stuff down. But yeah. don't pick and choose. Don't pick and choose. Like, right. don't tell people that they have to be in their house and wear masks and all this stuff and then let these riots go on and say it's okay. Yeah. It's not this, it, it's not. Like, the rules need to apply across the board. They do. And I think... The reason why this is worth having a conversation is because we, again, where we take off and where we land, we have to be right in our assertions. Like, I'll give you an example. There's a lot of Republican, my Republican friends that bring up the riots that happened the summer before January 6th and say, what about that? And I would always tell them, January 6th was clearly about politics. Clearly it was about a stop this deal. Where what happened the summer before, mm -hmm. yeah, turned into a political movement. It got hijacked by politics. Yeah. This, like January 6th wasn't hijacked about politics. That was about politics. Yeah. That started about politics. So, yeah. so that's where I think there's a huge difference. You have a marginalized group in the United States of America that didn't, that just didn't want to get shot in the back and, and, and have someone's knee on their neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So you'll have a protest. It's loud. Yeah. They're angry. Yeah. 
um, and then it spills over into something on a riot. And now you got white people, you got people looting, you got doing all this stuff. But I think the reason why I think it's different, it's the same as far as anger, behavior, and outrage and something Mm -hmm. that boils over until something something spills the violence. It's the same in that respect, but it's very, very different because you don't you didn't see people who were protesting peacefully and you didn't see people who who were who were um rioting i don't because i won't call violent protest a protest you don't you don't see any of the either one of those groups flashing a a, a biden sign a dumb i mean it got hijacked by politics because well, black lives matter was supposed to be this a leftist movement where if you actually saw them in 2016 they infiltrated Everybody, they mm-hmm. they infiltrated Bernie Sanders' uh, um, speech. Black Lives Matter. They took mm-hmm. over that. They tried to take over Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She had security. Man, she shut that shit down. You know, because really? you, yeah, because yeah. you can't say that that name three times, right? Yeah. So so if you, so as a, as a um, a model or as an ideal that got hijacked, um, all of those people that believe that that. You know that was an unjust murder as, as a Democrat, and anyone that you, it's is that says well, it's anything against the police, uh, you're a liberal, right? right? And if you support the police, well, he but, or, or if he, he did something five years ago that that cop was psychic enough to know to lean on his neck for eight mm-hmm. minutes and yeah. forty six seconds, that person's identified as a Republican, and and yeah. you can't tell me that they, that the media for that. And January 6th made it as sensational as possible to, um, I'm not saying with the intention to take away our freedoms, but okay. the result of them sensationalizing this to get their ratings okay. or to right. push to push whatever agenda they have has resulted into cycle. has resulted into the motto of we're willing to give up our freedom for security. Yeah. And that is when you get to the base of it. Yeah. That is so un-American. No, like, it's not the American it way. It is not the American way. We don't do that shit here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, we've already taken this podcast too far as I far know. as like getting flagged or whatever. But yeah. but um, shoot. But <laughs> I, 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 it's not. I mean, it's important that people listen. This is not hate speech. This is this is something we have to. In order for us to solve it, is not you can you don't censor it. You have to have no, the conversation exactly. because it's still. And that's what I'm worried yes. about. Yes. Because it, bo- you know what's going to happen? This get, uh, there will be another instance where this boils over because it, it simmers to the top. Yeah. Right? And right. it boils over. Yeah. So if you at least have in this conversation, there's well, and, no boiling over. No. And you need to allow it at every level. Yeah. Not just like you were saying. Mm-hmm. This has become a thing where it's the elites versus the common people. Okay. The elites get to talk. They're saying whatever. They can we have these big platforms the common people are getting shut down yeah okay and that this is again not american no. this isn't follow the money follow the power who's talking yeah they're talking of course i mean look at and it's look a, no that's further not than a this. right or left issue no. i'd look my last podcast got flagged i think this is this is what happened and um because we were talking about schools and covid and all that stuff okay it got flagged because I said something that was honest. The Super Bowl, no one was wearing a no. mask except for like a handful of employees, which was like 5% of the crowd. Yeah. They were fat. They were drunk. 
and they were spitting on each other and they were the poster boys for the immune immune compromise okay. and clinically or, or morbidly or clinically obese and whatever uh, um no one's wearing a mask right and right and my child has to wear a mask well i'll bring it the same thing. six right. hours a day this okay. is this is what got us flagged in the first place okay. but I can't not. No. If I, I'm adding to that. No, it just means, look, look, it just means we can't run ads. It doesn't mean that we can't share. Just like okay. the podcast is still up. Yeah. Okay. But in order for it to get traction, we, we, we why, have to share it. Okay. And, and that's the way the business world works. And why can't you participate in the business world? Because you're saying something that's true. Right. Okay. When well, I went to the Long Beach State match, everybody in the stands had to wear masks. There was a woman in front of me with a little index card on a popsicle stick. Every single time out would stand up and wave her popsicle stick saying, put your mask up, put your mask up. You look over to the the be Long Beach, like the fun section that's got the bar and the, the people who are their big donors and supporters. And I that's awesome. Hang out down there. That's have a great time. Yeah. They don't have to wear masks. Of course not. Nobody had a popsicle stick in their face. No. That's just a different keep crowd. the rules the same. How much does it's a Super Bowl ticket right. cost? I wouldn't even know. You, you ain't going to see too many broke motherfuckers no. in that, at that Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, it, it was an, a, a cultural exceptionalism, and that's what's going on. Yeah. Look at the State of the Union address. Yeah. A bunch of 60 and 70 and 80-year-old politicians mm -hmm. all in a room hugging each other. No With masks. No masks. Yeah. So. I know. Uh, and, and, we, and I wasn't really trying to go that route. Either. But, um. No, because we were talking about Rachel Levant, yeah. who is this awesome human being that was the political victim of a joke that I don't, I, I myself didn't even think was funny. Yeah. But the only thing the Babylon Bee showed us is that we are trying to steer into a closer direction where you can make fun of a politician regardless of who they are. I'm so, you, right? I mean, if you can't make fun of politicians they're public officials. anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry, you are opening, and my dad, yeah. I grew up, my father was in politics from the time I was seven until mm -hmm. I was, ran for governor and state senate, mm -hmm. I mean, U.S. Senate, lost both of those, but he was in politics my entire life from seven to 27, right. okay, 20 years I've spent, and that is part of the gig, like, yeah. you better live a clean life, and it's in true. this day and age, though, you don't, and look, some people get, we don't even, we're not even going to touch the, the whole yeah hunter biden and all like what do you believe out there jay i think it's just depending on who it is i mean the babylon b the timing might have been bad and and not to mention it wasn't even i just thought it missed yeah. i just honestly i just thought it missed but as again, a joke like i could have it... nominated condoleezza rice for man of the year and everyone would have found that funny totally. and it wouldn't have been hate speech no. and it wouldn't have been transphobic no. so it's it was just the timing thing uh, on on something but again super super sensitive mm -hmm. let it go and nobody's gonna pay any attention to it yeah. It would have just slid right by. I'm sorry. Like, there's not, it's just not offensive. Right. Like, it's not, it, like, to get shut down? Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Do you know what's weird, though, between this and um, Leah Thomas, right? Mm -hmm. These are two instances for the first time, as far back as I can remember. Um, Not, not a long memory mm -hmm. back, but uh, as far as cancel culture got its notice and recognition. Mm-hmm. From the beginning of that, maybe ten years, a decade ago till now, maybe even two thousand eight till now, okay. it's the first time that I've seen them dead silent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Usually, when someone makes a comment like that, or someone of notor uh, fame or notoriety makes, they their social media calls for their job, they call for their heads, they call for yeah. this, they call for that. So 
it, this is the first time when Leah Thomas, I guess we're approaching the swimmer. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that a whole bunch of people to- posted on social networks saying that this is ridiculous. They have a problem with it. They have a problem with that. And no one's calling them a bigot. And no one's calling them uh, transphobic. No one's calling them hateful. Mm-hmm. Um, they it's the first time I've seen cancel culture slash woke culture and and its partnership. Okay. Yeah. Um, not say a lot about it. They're 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 not they're not shaming the people who, who feel who who feel a certain way. And yeah. I'm not talking about us. For yeah. us, I'm just like let's just have a conversation. Right. All right. Uh, um. I'm not talking about. I'm not even saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying anyone that's saying that it's not a conversation is not being um, honest. Right. Politically, socially, uh, personally. It's a huge conversation. And I've had my my phone's been blown. That's the number one issue people have been texting me about this this week. Yeah. I mean, one, I was a swimmer. Yeah. I love to. I I still love swimming. The world of swimming. All the legendary swimmers that have come through. I was talking Mm -hmm. about Katie Ledecky and her 500 time. Yep. Which is 10 seconds faster. I mean. I'm just nine it, huh? seconds faster than, I mean, years a couple years ago, but then what Leah Thomas just won the 500 with. Right. Okay. And then Wall Street Journal ran a great article or a great um, op-ed on um, Emma Wyant, who was came in second, like a second and a half behind Leah Thomas, and it was it was an awesome it was an awesome column because it really celebrated the girl who has done the work from swimming is a gut-wrenchingly lonely sport you are staring at that very line. much These like kids tennis swim so hard yeah, yeah. and the, the, the mind and the body and the nutrition and the presence that goes into that sport i have so much respect for and when it comes down to a freaking fingernail a second like a tenth of a second what we're talking about here people's these are people's lives and dreams and goals and you can't you can't allow somebody who has a distinct advantage to come over and crush women's sports. And you can talk about it in track. You can there whether you create a different competition for transgender in w- both ways, but there's a but distinctly from a male athlete transgendering to female. I mean, transitioning to female, there is a real discussion to be had there because there is an advantage. And it is not fair to female athletes. It's not. Yeah. What are we going to do about been, that? Well, I've always, as far as like what's right and what's wrong on this, I've always been silent because the the instances where it's the most conspicuous is when men make a transition right. to women right. and playing and playing women's sports. Right. And for me, I've always been not dead silent, but I've always stepped back from talking about it because. It's something I think that women need to have a conversation with mm-hmm. first. And then, you know, it was almost yeah, I, it was I, almost I, like the Me Too movement where it was like, what are you men going to do about it? I'm like, I'm not going to do a fucking thing. The last thing I want to do helping women out is to get a, a room full of men and right. talk about how we're going to treat trans women mm-hmm. and how we're going to treat reg- uh, whatever, biological yeah. women. So the last thing people want to hear is my fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. A, a guy who's probably going to talk to a whole bunch of other guys about it because, Wendy, the only reason why I knew about this, Wendy, I've been holed the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I hold, um, after what's been happening with me, mm-hmm. I've been living in here. And my, my wife is like, are you going to come out or what? And, you know, do you want me to bring your food, a five pound bag of food and leave it at the door? So and I didn't, I wasn't on social media. Yeah. 
I just did volleyball. I did the volleyball game. I just ingratiated myself in my safe space. Yeah. My safe space was volleyball. Yeah. Coaching volleyball right. and commentating. Yeah. Thank you, Randy Stokes. I fucking love you. But um. But why should? But you the have reason to- why I found out. Yeah. People were messaging me, Jay, what's your opinion on this? What's your right, opinion on that? And I'm like, why do I care? Why do I care? But you get all these messages and yeah. then you start looking into it and I'm like, okay, I see where this is a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, and I, I want to let you talk, but I want to finish by saying this. Joe Rogan saw this coming a mile away. Joe Rogan, who was accused of transphobic behavior and transgender bigot, bigotry, had a conversation, a few years ago on his podcast about a transgender athlete okay a man okay. that had the operation and was competing in a women's division yeah. and the damage that this transgender athlete because look combat sports is about damage right so you no one should really bitch about it the, the, the objective is to inflict as much damage as you can yeah. to you until the referee says you had enough yeah. but the damage was so sensationalized like this person had a broken face this person had whatever and joe rogan basically said two things one he said that's a fucking dude and he said that and i'm and again i'm carefully i'm careful in the way i word this because the science says that the the whole transformation from woman to man takes should take a in theory i'll just summarize it for everyone should take a year and a half so so from man to woman yes yeah. year and a half okay cuz you, you the hormones and this and that so get, okay. so there are so many things that come into play for for transgender uh athletes because mm-hmm. of two things one this person did not disclose that there used to be a man and 8 months into it Ooh. It was just uh, Fallon Fox is the name. Okay. And she she or she was just starching chicks. Okay. I mean, just, and it's so weird because the record was eight and one. And I'm like, wait, a woman actually would be, who was that one woman? <laughs> that one, right? It was Leslie Smith. It was in the UFC. Okay. So, so that's the one thing. Uh, um, the, the difference between that and this is there was a lack of uh, disclosure that this person. So technically okay. right. when he said, when Joe said, you're a dude, he wasn't being uh bigot bigoted he was saying you didn't make it the complete transformation you still had uh, the the male edge uh, advantage of performance right. yeah. and and at the end and this is where i'm going to leah thomas anyone that's saying that you shouldn't this shouldn't be a conversation is being disingenuous is being dishonest i'm not i'm not even saying ban leah thomas i'm not even no. saying ban future future athletes who are trans transgender athletes from competing i'm not saying that i'm just saying but where's the power structure around this who's going to come in and make the rules and address the elephant in the room okay leah has been allowed to swim in that race yeah she showed up she swims in the race yeah they don't cheer for her. She gets up. She gets the medal. She walks off. A lot of the quotes I've read are like, I'm just trying to swim. She's not really talking a lot. No. You know what I mean? But where's the power structure? What's the NCAA, and I guess what's the NCAA doing? to you know these? Because you know what this is doing to teams. This yeah. is blowing teams up. Team chemistry? Throw it out the window. Yeah. And I don't or care. Or maybe not. Maybe her team is, you know, when you get to, when you get to know gut, a person. When you get to, but when you get to know a person. Sure, abs always yeah but i promise you mm-hmm. look at the tweet that got shut down by 
let's yeah why they shut name? why the they girl, shutting down tweets the girl exactly. that didn't yeah. make the finals because Leah was in the finals yeah she tweeted this is not right right thank you for supporting me I will continue to speak out mm -hmm. and Twitter shut her down right that well, girl's got a story mm -hmm. she worked hard and this like that so you're that right is if there absolute... is unity why are they shutting down tweets right if there's true unity, why are they shutting down yeah. people's uh, uh, opinion? Right. Uh, um, that's not hateful. No. She was only this person that got her tweet shut down. What was her name again? You you Hold you on. you look it up. Yeah. Um, but she, to my understanding, I read that I read the suspended tweet or the uh, screenshot. She was talking about how all of this affected her. She Correct. wasn't talking about. I can read it to she you. She wasn't right now. talking about why she disliked morning. someone or this or that. So, uh, um, okay, her name is Reka. Yes. Georgie. Yeah. Georgie. Yep. And what is she? G-Y-O-R-G-I. Correct. Think, yeah. And I will read you her tweet. It says, "My final spot was stolen by Leah Thomas, who is a biological uh, male. Okay. Until we all refuse to compete, nothing will change." Thanks for all the support, retweets, and follows. I won't stop fighting. And she had her account shut down. Right. That's her story. You're right. Yeah. There's that's not hate speech. Mm -hmm. To me. I don't I don't Well the I wanna uh well I, I, before I go any further, I wanna say there's a huge difference between Leah Thomas and Fallon Fox. Leah Thomas okay. was not someone that did not disclose uh, uh, her whatever. Absolutely In fact, true. um on Wikipedia According to Wikipedia, she um, got her transformation in May of 2019. Mm -hmm. So with someone, she she identifies, he identifies, or she, or she identifies with being a woman. Right. She wants to become a woman, but at the same time, she wants to compete in sports. How do I do this? They walked her through this process. So the reason why I said we have to have a conversation right. is because she said i still want to swim tell me the steps that i have to go through to make this right. happen they told her the steps that she went through to make this happen she made it happen and as a result of, as a right. result of it she won so so i'm really my fairness is trying is trying to yes. get is trying to un have people understand that don't how do i say it? don't hate the prom queen I, don't hate she, the person I, they agreed. voted prom queen hate she, hate right. the people who voted and that's why I'm saying, where's the leadership? Where's the power structure coming in when it's obvious there is a conversation right. to be had here? Yeah. And you cannot shut down people who want to have that conversation, especially yeah. when it's the girl who's put in the work to make the final. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is a real, that's a real sports story. You don't shut that down. And it's it's weird because I I always look at how history. Remember we were talking about how history with presidents, history is always going to be more kinder uh, to whatever. Like uh, Malcolm X, right? Malcolm X is like, if a cop takes a shot at me, I'm going to get a gun and I'm going to shoot back, right? right. That's not yeah. something you said at that time. Muhammad Ali, right? Yeah. Um, didn't de uh, decline to be drafted right. to serve in Vietnam yeah. or to serve in the military, which pretty much meant you're going to know. Yeah. Um, he basically said, I, these Viet Cong never call me the N word, you know, this and that. I ain't got no, I ain't got no problem with someone on the other side of the world. Um, and back then, if you were called to join, it was your patriotic duty. So you were like this anti-American, you were this communist person and this or that. So, but now you look at history, right? And history has been very, very, very kind. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner, right? We all thought Bruce Jenner was just something right. was psychologically wrong. Right. And we're probably still right about that. But at the same time, history has been more more kind to Bruce and Caitlyn Jenner. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very interested to see 
what history says about this person. And the only reason why I want in this podcast, I want to make sure I highlight this person because I want to remind everybody that she didn't really do anything wrong. Agreed. She identifies her being a woman. She got the proper procedure. She waited. Um, again, the science says a year and a half okay. and this and that. So, And it's all tricky because you have to be on certain medications Right. As far as the hormonal and this right. and that. And that's not... But but at the same time those medications are also banned. Right. Are banned substances by right. the NCAA. So that's Absolutely. a whole so that's a whole other subject. Can but can you see why this why this the has to be a conversation? Yes. Um but I wanted to let everybody know as far as this person goes um, and I'm not trying to white knight this person because I'm scared of getting our podcast taken down. I just want to tell everyone to take it take it the fuck easy on this girl. You know, take it easy on Leah because she is the problem is our problem is, uh, and the conversation is not her. The problem is that again, there's not a conversation. If you became create... prom queen, all right, and I didn't think you deserved to be prom queen, it is in our human nature to be mad at you, Wendy. Right. This bitch, this bitch got prom queen. Look at her wearing that crown. I can't fucking stand her. They hate. It is in our right. It's yeah. it is in our instinctive animal human nature to hate the player yeah and not the game so i yeah. and i'm not saying that i'm picking her side either i'm just saying that uh, like i said in the beginning i'm saying the sky is blue and the water's wet doesn't mean i'm on that person's side i'm just saying but that. if we don't get a hold of this conversation what it's going to do to women's sports is it's not okay when and that's, you look at the statistics on mm -hmm. runners and swimmers in particular the two i've looked at right and how much of an advantage a male has over a female. I mean, the, the, the women who are running the Olympics, there are high school boys who can run as fast as them. Right. That's not okay. You cannot keep that. On, that is not the same playing field. I think I'm, gl I'm glad I'm referring. No, but I'm glad I'm referring to a person who, who is yeah. a woman. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I, I've talked to dozens and dozens of women. And you notice my, my opinion has been completely um, not picking the man's side or the woman's side or any anyone's side but but you are totally allowed to because again the the highlight the 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 the, the um the transformation okay. more so from woman man to woman instead of woman right. to man right because no, you, you're not going to hear a whole bunch of no. dudes complain that but a woman that a woman who identifies with a man is playing their sport right, you don't because you there's don't... not a distinct bio biological advantage right. to going from female to male but right. why and this is to me this is going to sound like a very feminist argument to make right why should women have to give up a piece of that pie right. of their sports real estate why should they have to give up a piece of the pie I don't know. Create I mean, something in the middle. I don't know what, I mean, or ha have the conversation. That's the idea that's been floated. I've read it, but off the top of my head, I don't know what else you do. But you shouldn't, f women should not have to give up a piece of the pie because they work just as hard. They just aren't biologically the same. Our muscles are different. Our strength levels are different. We have different gifts. Doesn't make us less. Right. I, and that's why if they decide to have this conversation, which I'm, I'm praying, I pray, Wendy, that if isn't if it's if that if is when, yeah. when they have this conversation, yeah. let's get everybody in a room, but let's get as many fucking women, right. <laughs> let's get as oh, many women in the room there. as as we can because there's two things going on. One, women 
are are the ones voicing their their object their their objectivity to this. And again, this this shouldn't this is this is, shouldn't be a cancelable conversation no. because you're talking about an entire you're right. talking about what more than half the population's women, right? Right. So you're talking about the opinion, and I'm not saying every single woman agrees with this, no. but I will say this: every single woman that I met that's an athlete, yeah. that's an athlete. All right. Yeah. Now. All of my friends, my, my wife is very, very uh, pro, she's, she, uh, I'll just say liberal or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's pro everything, she's cool with anything, but I got to tell you, uh, um, even the ones who are for it are very, very dead quiet um, right. when this person won't finish first place. Yeah. It is dead silent. Mm-hmm. It is dead silent, and, 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 I don't, and I hate that because I don't want the people who are completely on the other side of the argument to be like, oh, you have nothing you want to say about this. Right. And then because their argument is going to be like this to be said. The silence for her when she wins, that's a psychological impact on her. She's carrying a load right now. Yeah, she is. Right. I mean. I feel bad for her. I I mean, look, I I, I, I mean, I feel bad for her because she. at the same time, I want to say this isn't fair. For female athletes, this is not fair. No. But I mean, she didn't. The crazy thing is she didn't. And I and I say this very carefully. She didn't ask for any of this, you know. She 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 She's made a choice. To be true to herself. No, but she made a choice on something in her psyche that's not a choice. All right. I want to talk about nature versus nurture, just so I'm clear what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I identify with being gay, yeah. Right. That means I can't help to whom or what I'm attracted to, right. Right. But if I marry someone that's gay. That's a choice. People think you don't have any choice. You can you can choose whichever choice is more more or less difficult, because the act the actual action mm-hmm. is a choice. Getting getting the surgery is a choice. Right. Identifying with being a woman is not a choice. That's just something they that's involuntary, mm-hmm. right? So that's the nature versus nurture argument. And I, and I. I guess my challenge to people is if someone decides to make that choice and they they have to go through enough bullshit to live with that choice, right? It's difficult. Let's fucking take it easy on them a little bit. But let's and of course, yeah. let's have them in the room too. And let's not let's have women in the room. Everybody, let's have yeah. transgender uh, f- uh, female female yeah. athletes because sure. we're we're talking within our wheelhouse athletes. Right. We mm-hmm. talked about the general, but that was more about Babylon B than the general, right. but we're talking about something in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Right, we're right. we're we're sports and yeah. we're and we're health and wellness. Yeah. But let's have as many transgender female athletes in the room. Let's have as many biological women in the room, and let's all get together and have a conversation. Stop calling this person team turf. Stop calling. Stop saying that person's still a dude, and um. And don't shut it down. Don't shut it down. We got yeah, we got we got we got to be able to talk. We got to be. Ta- this is the, this is a, a, a time in our uh, uh, in, in our human existence where we got to be tough. We have to have the sensitivity to have the empathy and understand, but at the same time, have the thick skin. Amen. To have the uncomfortable conversation. Amen. It's because it sounds like they're 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 opposite things, but and and no, maybe they are. Too, they are, but if they go hand in hand, you make a lot of progress. If you can understand someone else's perspective and have the skin thick enough to listen, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to include somebody else's story in your existence. Mm-hmm. That's how we make progress. Yep. Your perspective is not the only perspective. And we've gotten so far down that rabbit hole where people have their perspective and they're so dug in that they won't even listen. And they put you, probably most of the time, they're putting, whoever they disagree with, they're putting them in much 
dimmer light and 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 further down right. some hysterical rabbit hole because they haven't listened yeah. right they don't listen yeah uh, they, I, again Chappelle I said that again Chappelle's like you aren't listening <laughs> to what i'm saying you, you know that i mean and that was a problem with them it only shows you don't listen <laughs> right and if you listen to, to 10 seconds or 30 seconds of a clip you're not getting the whole story no so to everyone who's scrolling read an entire article watch an entire documentary watch an entire dave Chappelle comedy show watch the whole thing yeah. before you say a word and you're not even a dave Chappelle person you had to re you know me you had Jay, to re I have to you had to recalibrate, recalibrate. <laughs> and i i do okay i i appreciate comedy but i don't talk like that no that's but, just not me but uh, but even but, you admit that was a masterpiece he is a genius yeah that was a masterpiece. genius storyteller and thank god for comedy because it's saving the world do you know what's crazy because we can definitely talk about comedy, but what's crazy is that piece we're called, uh, I was, um, what was it called? Not the closer. It was the closer? I think so. Or Our, was that the, yeah. Yeah, the sticks and stones, yes, then there was a closer. The closer. The closer clearly came from a highly personal place. Absolutely. Where a lot of his other comedies gets, he sees hot button issues and he yeah, talks and he yeah. makes jokes, but this one was him angry as fuck. At, at a particular group of people for what they did to his friend. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't like Dave Chappelle, that you, I, I, they can't sit and stomach a whole thing. If you want to scroll and skip through something, get to a portion where he's talking about Daphne. Daphne is a transgender female who, who he um, met, was impressed with, and actually had her open up right. comedically, and she was terrible. And he said she was terrible, right. but did. but when he came on next to repair it, she sat in the front seat, and the communication they had made it a, made it a great special. And what happened was she got so much heat from the transgender community for being friends with Dave Chappelle because she defended him on Twitter. Mm -hmm. They raked her through the coals, uh, and. You know, for David Chappelle to actually say Twitter's not a real place, uh, it's like an yeah. overwhelming contradiction because he doesn't know if this was a, the result of this. This woman right. killed herself. Yeah. You know, she jumped. She read all of the. She jumped. It's terrible. It's 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 unimaginable, and it's the pressure out there. If you choose to read the haters' comments, like who can who can who's called to withstand that, like. I always tell people, live your life. If you don't, if, if there's something that's bothering you, by all means, do not go follow yeah. it. Don't follow and your ex-boyfriend. No. Don't follow your, like, do you. Live your life. Yeah. Don't read the haters' comments. Wow, because dude. they are out there. Dude, and they prey yes. on the people who respond back. Totally. But the people at who, the same time, the, you were heart... You don't feed the troll. No. Yeah. Well, but, there are but people... But we're human. We're we are human. human. But we're, we're different humans. I'll give you an yeah. example of someone who's down with... Like Dana White, UFC president. Yes. That man lives on Twitter and will respond to everybody. And he says, come on, motherfuckers. Well, we all have uh, a You know why? Because yeah. it make, it keeps this man's blood pumping. Yeah. Yeah. And as a millionaire, soon to be billionaire, yeah. he has all the time in the world. Yeah, to, to, to answer. To, yeah, but he, he's grounded in he, who he is. I'll tell yeah. you, you have to yeah. know who you are. Man, look at the balls on that guy. Wow. I know, but I respect <sighs> that man. Yeah. I'm like, if you know who you are and you yeah. know your intentions, good. Forget but about the it. same thing where a conversations he's indulging in, yeah. and the vitriol that he gets is enough to make somebody else. Yeah. Uh, look, look, she's transgender, and she was getting blowback from something from a people 
who kept yelling at Dave Chappelle saying she's one of us, not one of you. But then again, that's how you treat one of yours. Yeah. And I'm not saying that was the reason she killed herself. Because uh, that's well, not that's not what Dave Chappelle's saying. Right. And that's but, the problem. But a week and a half later, uh, it's, it's, it's so tragic. so when he did the closer, yeah, I I thought it was really one of the first ones where he, it came from. Um, it it's all hard. comes from a personal place. No, but, but that, this one was like I am going to breathe fire on all of you, and at the end, hopefully that there's something left in the ashes and remain we can repair. Yeah. In fact, at the end of that, he says, "I'm not going to tell a gay, a gay or transgender joke again until we can all laugh together." Yeah. And and that's something else a lot of people don't know that didn't see it. But right, but um right. but and I like that because I don't want my friends to say I don't recognize color. I, I want people to see people's color and right. celebrate it. And I want people to Amen. see colors and acknowledge that that you're different and I and I and 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 I don't love you in spite of your differences. I right. love you because of your differences. Absolutely. You and know? just like you said yeah. in the in the transgender um argument or mm -hmm the me too argument you said i was going to sit back and listen to who was who was first and foremost in that conversation yeah. as a white person i feel the same way in the the discussion about race yeah i haven't lived that life i will never live that life right that doesn't make me a bad person it does make me want to sit back and listen yes but That's make it. sure we take care of anyone who we think is vulnerable and this Absolutely. is where i think well culture and cancel culture have have gotten it right yeah. okay i got to defend them a little bit on that yeah. um not uh, not necessarily praise but whatever but we get to a society greg Faulkner. you know greg Faulkner. Yeah, absolutely we sing karaoke together right i've seen it and they look <laughs> at that they look they're like who are those two and they they point at me and say that is the whitest black guy i've ever met and they point at greg and say that is the blackest white guy i've ever met and we laugh together yeah. because we have gotten to a point where we we understand, we empathize, we we see who's vulnerable, mm -hmm. we see we see who we can talk to, and we see it's okay, and we have this satire where it is parody, it is ridicule, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time we got we got to a place where we can all laugh together, Correct. and I. I only wish everybody else that same level of happiness. I agree. You know, that I same agree. level of happiness. And does that, what is, does that come with maturity? Does it come with self-awareness? Right. Does it come with security and safety? Right. When people have to fear for their lives, when people are not, don't feel safe, you're never going to have that place where you can have an elevated conversation. But, but at the same time, if you sacrifice your freedom for safety, you're going to, no. you're going to wind up with neither. Right. Uh, amen. Is it James Madison? Right, I think he said that. He who sacrifices yeah, is, freedom for safety deserves neither, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> the guy who no. owns slaves or whatever. But, well, who but was, yeah, you need to. Where have we just arrived at a place where we're secure enough in our lives that we can have these conversations? And if someone says something, you can go, okay, that's that's your. It is what it is. Yeah, you're not affecting my livelihood, my security in life, my. I have my community. I have people who support me. And I know that. And I know who I am. Here's, so I'm okay. Here's another question. But how do you get there? Here's another question because we, we ran right past it, but I want to hit the yeah. car in reverse. Okay. Has this cancel culture and call-out culture become the new bully? I mean, considering what happened with Daphne. Yeah. Right? This whole, you're one of us and this and that. You should be ashamed. You're defending this guy. Um, has that become the new bully? Because there's more of them. And they're fighting with a set of rules that, that seem to only back them. They can say whatever they want. Yeah. 
And right, and no one disagree- gets canceled. Right, right. But and if you, if you dis, disagree, if you so much as disagree, if you disagree, not even, not no. even say something hateful back. No, you just disagree, yeah. and they cancel you. Yeah. Look, we we both acknowledge this podcast might not even make it to, to anyone listening. Right? <laughs> it's yeah. just it's just not. And and everyone who's if it makes it, a lot of people are gonna just shake their head because they're like, dude, they're just having a conversation. What's the problem? You know? Yeah. So yeah. but has in many ways, hasn't the cancel culture become the new bully? Yeah. I would I, I would agree with that. Has and that not happened to Kevin Hart, right? Yep. Ten years ago, he made some homophobic references, and and then eleven years later, well, you were going to host the, host the Oscars, but this happened eleven years ago. So, right. you know, um, who wants to be held accountable? I mean, life is we're works in progress always. Right. Right. Now, if by all means, if you say something, you're accountable. You need to come out and apologize. You need, but you can't look all the way back through someone's life all the right. time and, and call out the one that we've all done something wrong. We've yeah. all done something that we don't want to come out. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're all human. So don't like call out my black eye. Just go take care of your own. Right. Right. Like, well, it's not just that it's about acknowledging that everybody, um, even the ones with differences of opinion that, that are not yours is for banning hate speech. We are just this. I I just think it's a slippery slope that if someone sees something another way to takes to take that and translate it to that person saying something hateful. Right. Um, And who defines that? No, but resent, resent and hate are two different things. That tweet, that person I got banned from Twitter, that didn't come from hating Leah Thomas. That came from a personal resentment that their accomplishments got cut short by someone else. And you, I think people can disagree with that opinion, but what they shouldn't do is cancel it. Absolutely. There was nothing about that tweet that shouldn't be out there. No. Resentment. It's part, it's part but of resentment the, is not hatred. No, it's part of the conversation and it's going to elevate that conversation so that something gets done about it. Yeah, because resentment is a human thing. Remember, yes. I, talk, I just talked about the prom queen thing, right? Yes. Yeah. That's resentment. Yep. That's not hating. Yep. Uh, sometimes, well, resentment can lead to hatred and that's right. why those people, but that's why the cancel culture came along. Right. If, resent, if resentment is the pathway or the gateway. Mm-hmm. to hatred that might inspire someone to do violence uh january 6th right they resented trump lost um they they hate liberals for it because they got to riot last year we're gonna and it's and if and if we don't take our country back you know it's uh, we're not gonna have a country right so right. so there is resi- I, I i do understand us someone trying to protect us from ourselves, but you have to you can't let hatred take you by surprise Right. Okay. If they, if you see the resentment, you could at least have a conversation where it's not hate. Absolutely. Hate, but without the conversation, and who, the, these these random acts of violence are going to happen anyway. But the difference is you're not going to see them coming. Mm-hmm. At least with the conversation, you could see them coming. Yeah. You, you you know. Well, and the question is too, which conversations are we being allowed to see? Yeah. You know, I mean, there are a lot of conversations that are going on out there that aren't are not finding their way into the mainstream media. Right. You want you know, I mean, and and so even when you tell the story of January 6th and you can look back on my Facebook, I was devastated and floored. I was on terrified. January 6th. I was sickened to my core and I put it on a video yeah. and I don't do that. Because there's no news station that no. can make that look like just terrorists. Right? right. No, there's no. But, that... Right. But 
but afterwards you started hearing all these stories like oh they didn't show this and this was antifa and this like right and then you end up as an american going who do i believe and where do i go for real news yeah. when i don't Which trust you, anybody well anymore. with the media someone has to fall on a sword yeah i'm and, not i'm not saying anyone in that building was perfectly innocent but there were people that i'm sure there were a bunch of people there and might sound controversial but fuck it there were a whole bunch of people there that were protesting peacefully yes ignorantly but but peacefully but that's our look but that's our that's the united states of america yes. ignorance is not only bliss it's constitutional yeah all right Absolutely. so so you don't have to study before you vote yeah it's just crazy <laughs> like, you no you can, you can walk up and you can push whatever buttons you want that no but you ever looked at the ballot issue if you go vote no, you but might you have no idea. No, but you we got you got to at least accept evolution, right? Because who doesn't believe that men come from monkeys after the last two presidents? After the last two guys, that's just my personal opinion. After the last two guys who got elected president, never mind the people who who survived the primary to right. run for president, yeah. man comes from monkeys. All right, so this is the most important. This is the underlying thing, um, and we've had this conversation at lunch. There are two kinds of people. Well. I won't limit it to the false dichotomy, but there are at least two kinds of people. There are people where you look at how I carry myself and you're like, I don't get it. Right? And then there's the second person is, I don't get it. All right? So <laughs> the first, the, the one person that says, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't want to understand. I just want to move on with my life. Bye. Okay. The second person is, I don't get it. I want to understand. Tell me more. I want to get it. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. take a shot at this yes. before I, I go this way, through this door, oh. or through that door, right? Yeah. So the reason why we should not censor, yes. the reason why we should engage. Oh, my I, my God. I could have just chopped the whole damn podcast off and just limited it to where we I are right now. I love the, where you're going. The, the, go. But I mean, damn it. We got, yeah. It took, a, a, what, an hour 29 yeah. to get here. <laughs> The reason why we should not censor, the right. reason why we should not engage is for those handful of people who say, I don't get it, but want to get it. They, they, they're about to walk through that door, but they want to walk through this door. And as soon as people can, can understand yeah. that someone says, I don't understand, is not just one way to say it, yeah. then That's we can huge. come together as a people. Amen. We can come together as and a nation. Those, those are your and my people. You can be as different from me. I do not judge it. Mm -hmm. I want to understand. I want to hear the story. I want to know why you are who you are, what you think about. That is, you just cannot be so ignorant. Like those are the, the stories we're telling, the stories we get on and talk about. We want to know more. Mm -hmm. How can you shut that down? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I'll tell you what, if this gets shut down, I'm done. I'm done with YouTube and I'm done with Facebook and, and I'll make a decision on how I want to disseminate information yeah. because the whole reason I even, I'm even doing a podcast. I, I, I do use sports and I do use entertainment yeah. and health and wellness and current events right. as a, as a, um, a launching point to, to provoke questions yeah. like this. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers. No, I'm not saying never. that. Um, I, I, I'm just saying that if we, constantly pose the question and pose it again and pose it again uh, i'm hoping 
I'm praying that we can find a way to see we can we can answer some of these questions together. Yeah, and that's all. That's all this podcast is about. I mean, it started as a volleyball podcast, yeah, but so I could talk shit with my friends and all that stuff. But but that's what I love about you, like bringing these two topics together, mm-hmm. because it's real communities of people who have a. I can sit and talk volleyball all day long. I absolutely love it. Yeah, but real communities of people who live together that want to understand each other better, and that's yeah. how that's what current events are. That's yeah. how we're living together in yeah, community. Because you tell me you can't get rid of that. No, I cannot. I that's, keep trying. That's one of my four pillars. And yes, I'm like, I, no. And do you, you remember me like a month ago when this shit happened done. with... You were done. I get back from Mammoth. Your account's been disabled. You, vi- you violated community guidelines. And very much like an ex-girlfriend. Like when you'd ask your ex-girlfriend, like, what did I do? And she's like, you know what you did. You, you figure it out. That's how I felt. Yeah. I felt like I was in a house with a girl who was mad at me. And she I'm just like, yeah. oh, shit, man, I got to I got to backtrack something. Clean else. It up. Yeah. And and the sad thing is, have I gone? I mean, I started questioning myself. Have I gone that far off the rails yeah. where when someone says I violated community guidelines, have I talked so much shit that I can't know, that I have no idea of knowing what they're talking about? And that's what made me want to quit. What made me want to yeah. quit was that if I've gone that far, this way and this way and this way and this way, that I could have done anything that they could have done me for, I was at this point where I was like, I, fu- I surrender. I surrender. I don't, I don't want any fucking trouble, dude. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want any trouble. You know? Yeah. But um, two things helped me. One... You, uh, I mean, you, you, I, I really have support from people. And, and, and again, Facebook community, especially my volleyball people who yeah. shared Evan Corey's podcast, Theo Brunner, YouTube came through savage for me because I can't, I can't run ads. That wasn't an ad. Yeah. That, there was an ad and, and, and then it wasn't. So um, thank you for that. You know, um, be, because I'm speaking for a bunch of people like Daphne, I'm speaking for a bunch of people who want something to say, but they're scared of something to say. And when everyone gangs up on them with this, this tribalism and this gang mentality, they do feel they're alone. Yeah. And then that same culture is like, oh, look, oh, now he wants to play the victim and you just want to kill yourself. You know, only the, the, the only thing I ever want to bring to any of these conversations is for people to feel more loved more understood and more respected yeah that's it when you let people tell their stories and you're coming from that intention it doesn't go wrong it doesn't go wrong and we teach the next generation how to listen and get Mm -hmm. a little thicker skin and understand that we're not all the same but that we can all live together and that is not out there in the mainstream media right now it's gut-wrenching I want to tell you a story because it's related to this. Um, I had a dream maybe three years ago, 2018. And and the only reason why I'm talking about it is because dreams you just forget. Mm. And maybe there's a a deja vu moment that reminds you and you bring it up. But I had a dream. I had a dream that I was in a New York train station, right? And there was a big bathtub in the middle of the train station. Mm. And there was a baby. Baby is maybe like one and a half years old. Mm. And... The baby's crawling and then it climbs, somehow climbs to the top of the bathtub and just plops in. And I don't know if the bathtub has water. I don't know if the bathtub, you know, is deep. I don't know if the kid just rolled in and is just chilling. So I'm looking around and no one else sees this shit. And I run like hell and I run to this tub. 
and I see this kid, this baby drowning mm -hmm. in a bathtub and like the bubbles coming out. Mm -hmm. And the baby looked at me like with his eyes, like, it's okay. Like, no one cares. I'll just fucking lay here. Oh, like, I'll just. <sighs> like. Like, I'll just lay here because nobody cares and I'll just die by myself. And it's cool. And I fucking yanked this kid up. <laughs> and I fucking held this kid like, like, no one's ever been fucking held before. And every now and then when I see my five year old, I'm like, Oh my God, this kid's a pain in the fucking ass. I wish he'd just eat and do what I say. And mm -hmm. then, and then I, 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 I give her, I hug her and, and, um, you know, Everything and I, changes. and I tell her I love her and, and, yeah. and yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is that the reason why we have these conversations is, be, is not to battle the man no. to battle to be anti-establishment to, to have all these things we have these conversations because all of us have a friend that thinks no one cares mm -hmm. right that think no one loves them <laughs> that thinks that if they drown no one no one will come for them and that's okay I'll just fucking lay here and die I give up right. I surrender I give up. Nobody should ever get to that place. And I didn't see that coming, and I'm sorry. Um, Wait, you're like you're telling a huge human story right now, and the fact that that's in you, and the way that you put your words out in the world, that is that's your why. That's what I mean. You make people feel understood, and you listen. And that is so missing out there right now. And we've all been judged at some point. We've all walked in and felt the judgment coming from someone and they don't know our lives but to sit and listen and really listen and not judge before you listen yeah huge but i absolute guess absolute game changer and i guess i told this story for two reasons one if you have a friend regardless if um you think they're doing okay or not just call them send them a text Amen. say hey i love you Rand, this is random oh, i have a few i love you i miss you you're my thoughts and prayers uh, and that's the first you do reason. That for me. And the second reason is yeah. the reason why I keep coming back full circle with episodes and with these conversations exclusively with you. I've been pretty lucky to have with one or two other people. And I thought Ashley and Clark, Ashley Clark and I hit on some of those things, too. Awesome. But I have these conversations because I am I didn't I didn't think I'd have a platform. I'd be using my platform mm -hmm. for this. I use my platform for this. I'm I'm saying this because. There are people out there that have something they want to say and they don't have a voice. And I'm not even trying to say I'm their no. voice. I'm just trying to say just fucking listen. Yeah. Have some empathy. Have some sympathy. We On this very episode, yeah. Leah Thomas, this person who we, there's, a, there's, there's a great resentment that yeah. she's out there starching chicks on mm -hmm. the swimming thing. Right. In the very same breath, yeah. we're saying understand this person. 
empathize with this person, right. see where they're coming from, where, where they in their heart of hearts and in their mind, they think they're doing everything right to get to where they got to go. And the result, yeah. and the result turned out to be so astoundingly breathtaking and so skewed that it made everybody so uncomfortable and so uh, resentful. And, and again, that resentment, if you're not a good human being or if you're not uh, uh, in, a, in a surrounding where empathy can bring it back, you become hateful. Yeah. And then hate crime happens. Right. And then people start no, getting beat up and no, all that stuff no. and this and that. And this is why cancel culture has become the new bully. Yeah. Because you, you're, it doesn't allow you to see the shades of gray and the human story yeah. in the middle. Well, they, they, they put everybody in the same category. Right. Hate yeah. speech. Uh, I have a question. That's hate speech. Uh, yeah. I disagree with that. That's hate speech. Yeah. You, they put you in the same category with this this group of people whose hatred Terrible. and just yeah. bigotry and racism and phobia right. runs so deep that you wish they'd all God, God damn can they come can can yeah. they come back or should we just put them all on a fucking island Yeah you know uh, um I know and to me everyone can come back from that you know, I'm a prisoner. Look, I'm a prisoner of the moment. And there's some people where I'm like, if someone did that to my family, this or that, yeah. I'm a, I'll whoop your ass, you know. Uh, uh, but, you know, because we as humans become prisoner of the moment because True. resentment comes from being a prisoner of the moment yeah. based on yeah. what you learn over and over and over again. And I didn't yeah. give you a chance to speak. And I'm really sorry. But that was, I, was just, I was trying to make a bigger point that. I thought I missed, but I think I'm going to just shut up because I think I hit it. Because I, I feel like I'm trying to bring back no. something that was already... Well, already... You, you know, the, the, the hard thing is is that you pull me into the, the next generation and I do have a story in my life. Like, um, you know, I don't talk about my kids a lot, but I have a 14-year-old that he's definitely been um, bullied. He's definitely been the kid. That right. I know what it feels like to be the kid, to be the mom of a kid who struggles, who has an IEP, that... He's a beautiful human. He surfs, he skates. He's the kindest kid you've ever come across. He's finally just coming out of his shell and he's 14. And I know what it's like to be the, the mom of an athlete that's the star in the gym. Oh. And you get treated differently. You get talked to differently. The kids yeah. get talked to differently. And it's not fair because every single one of them is so special and they have their own story. And if we don't teach these kids younger to understand that feeling that everyone needs to be, they, everyone just needs one or two people. I always say, like, I don't care to be the most popular person in the world, but I want to know I've got that circle that's got my back. And I want my kid to have that. And I, and I don't mean just the star. I mean the, kid, the kids who are struggling, the kids who are coming through something at home that it's so difficult. And when you got me with that story, Jay, because my fourth, the fourth, the Matthew, I, I, I pulled him out of the pool when he was two. He almost drowned. So when you say those eyes are looking up at you, I've seen that firsthand. And it, to, to change, he was almost gone. And now he's 14 and he's six foot six. And he struggles. And he is the most beautiful human to watch Dude. come through and battle. But I don't want him to battle so bad that he ends up in a place that's dark. You right. know? So I worry about this stuff firsthand, and then I, I, I want to walk the walk. And not just for my own kids, but for the whole world. Because I've felt this since I was born. I've always seen the one that's struggling. I've never been the popular kid. My kids say, I want to be popular. You don't want to be popular. No, you don't. You want to no. know yourself. Mm -hmm. And you want to be the one who can provide the support. And that's what you do by listening and being as sensitive as you are. It makes a huge difference. One person at a time. Forget the masses. Forget the cancel. Like if you go, people say, I know Jay, I see him at Starbucks. 
You listen to people, not just on a podcast. You listen to them when they walk up to you. You make me feel great when I walk up. <laughs> it makes a difference. It does. So I love what you're doing. I want to do the, you know, I'm doing the same thing. And, but we have different voices. And that's the beautiful thing is. Yeah. You, this might be your episode. I mean, shit, at least you have a platform. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm, I was going to say, I'm, this I'm, is going up on my platform. Well, it's good. And it's growing. Let's do a dual thing. Yeah. Not, not for oh, this no. One. I, would I, love. I it's the this is the one kind of episode where i'm not able to get the viewership and you are yeah so you have to you have to carry you have to carry the water on this okay. one you have to carry the water on this I'll one i'll still water. have it on mine because it's yeah. an actual episode yeah uh, and well I'll, any I, podcast that i go on i, I put up on my there website, it is yeah so um yeah doing my website friday um, I want to get with your guys. I want to email Great. them, awesome. um, but I want to email your guys after I talk to this person because my people from iHeart, uh -huh. I think they're trying to set up where I can do my website for free. Okay. But as far as promoting it and and, yeah. and marketing it and this and that, um, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah. For the people listening going. to the podcast, um, I'm redoing my website so I can get my viewership this way. And the only reason why I'm even continuing is because I've done promoting like. Mm -hmm. um, I've ran ads for my mm -hmm. podcast and people are like, oh, you got to get, you have to pay money to get people to listen to you. I'm like, no, I got to pay money so it's on someone's wall so they can click, right? right? Kim Kardashian gets that for free, yeah. right? Uh, um, and the only reason why I've, I do that every now and then, I don't do it, like Theo didn't need it, right? Lori, a, a U.S. national team, she does, she didn't, she doesn't need it and savvy, you know, has a great following. She didn't need it. But um, but for people who I want, uh, who have a smaller voice or I'm a bigger voice. Yeah, I do pay money to run mm -hmm. ads, but I will defend myself by saying this. When you look at the analytics, mm -hmm. there is a stat that makes me blow out the competition. Any podcast behind me, that stat is called through plays. All right, so through plays, ladies and gentlemen, are people who actually make an active decision to click the very first second and listen to it all the way to the end. And the a good podcast through plays are twenty three percent. My average through plays are thirty one percent. I'm I'm eight points higher. I'm eight points higher than the average good podcast. So that shows me me running ads do work. Yeah. I mean, look. It, if it's on your wall, that's involuntary, right? You didn't ask for that shit. Why do I care about this guy? But something I can't do in conclusion, and I'll shut up about this, but something I can't do is make someone sit there for two hours and 20 minutes and listen to the whole thing. So running ads doesn't make someone that. listen yeah, to the whole damn thing. Yeah. So that's how I knew it had legs. Mm -hmm. The podcast had legs. Yeah. And that's why, and a long form. Yeah, these aren't twenty-minute pops where right. I'm looking for clicks. This is yeah. this is someone that uh, eight eight percent of people more yeah. are, are are gonna listen to this, and I'm and I'm humbled, and I'm honored, and I'm and well, I'm cocky, you, and and I'm put, all those I'm also, all those things that you like and don't okay, like. But you've and, also put in the consistent work. Yeah. You 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 are consistently on if this track. If they had any idea, I know. But your attention to detail, your ability to learn all of this, yeah. What you have helped me yep. create, eternally mm. grateful. Yep. Big up to anyone doing a podcast like yeah. this too, like Sandcast. I always, in my mind, I always think it's easier for them because, like, Triborn has star power and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot part of me that doubles down and thinks they're right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they're not working hard on it. No, of course they're working hard. John Mayer. John Mayer is the one that inspired me to have a yeah. podcast. Well, uh, John Mayer's coach your brains out. Yeah, that's that's a podcast. Yeah. That's that's a savage podcast. That and and the whole criteria you have to you know you're, you're here to learn. Yeah, 
yeah. or we're here to teach, that's their um, genre. Sorry. Right. No, and I would say like I, I, my genre is learning through stories, through people's stories. Dude. And, and I boy, think do we, we have make, stories to tell, right? Huh? And we make an emotional connection, and we can learn. Yeah. And I learned that through my kids, my kids who, you know, even through Matthew, like he, when you attach an emotion and a story to something, you remember it. Right. Yep. When, and, well, that, that's probably where your resentment comes from, where people are silenced in free speech, right? Like yeah. if they put you in uh, to a point where on your business and on a personal note, right. where there's only one story to tell out there, and only that. What the hell is going to make you different from everybody else? Right. Kids, you, you, no one else Everyone's can get their story Everyone's story's got a different, a different angle, and it's going to hit with somebody. Boy, did I have one to tell, huh? Heck do you remember that conversation we had? It's up on my website, Jay. It's all Monday. Come sign up for a subscription, and you will hear the backstory. Now, I have podcasts. I have journal. I have my Optimist Journal and all these podcasts that are free. But there are some interviews on the other side of this, yours being one of them, that are super powerful that people can learn from. And there's got to be a way to market this stuff. People have to make a living. I have to make a living. I have done, I have given my entire life. I wrote 200 blogs and they're all out there for free and I will keep giving free stuff away. But you know what? We all gotta live. I got a story to tell. I'm here to help people. I know how to coach people. I am a great writer. And I can finally say that confidently. Look you in the eye. I am not a fraud. I am not a fake. I no. am not here for myself. I am and, not ego driven. And I am ready to push this out and help younger and, and athletes. And oddly enough, you're not competition either. No. And I don't believe in that anymore. I am an abundance mindset, rising tide. Everybody gets better together. That's it. I like that. Yeah. There's well, no competition. I think it's the same thing with comedians and podcasts, right? Yeah. Like Joe Rogan is not competition to Mark Maron. They're just, no. or Joey Diaz, who's a, uh, I mean, he doesn't, his follow his viewership is only for the people who can recalibrate. <laughs> we had that conversation. You do yeah. not, Joey Diaz is not for you. Not for okay. Wendy Jones. All nope. Right. Not for Wendy Jones. You know me. <laughs> um, Facebook is an angry ex-girlfriend. Okay. I did that. Yeah, we did that. No, but uh, some of the stories, like the pocket, my podcast getting flagged for this or whatever, yeah. like, like YouTube actually said, uh, Evan Corey, um, I wasn't able to run ads because Evan Corey got ex flagged for extreme material. When's volleyball become extreme material? I don't know. <laughs> but I want you to picture this. And the Wendy, if like a cop, here it is, if a cop pulls you over yeah, and you have no idea where you're being stopped, right? Right. And the cop comes up to you is like, um, license and registration. Okay, you are aware you have a midget in the back seat that's not wearing a seatbelt. What would you do? You would look behind you. You'd look at the cop and you would say, What fucking midget? <laughs> what fucking midget? What? That's how I feel. Yeah. Anyone want to know how I feel? That's how I feel. I what fucking What the hell I don't know. can come out of Evan Corey's mouth? Because, look. Look, he's, he's got to, I behave myself. When I interview people like Evan Corey, I, I behave myself because Good. because he got little girls following him. He got I kids know. and all that stuff. So, you know. Um, no, he's, a, he's a good role model. He really is. He's, he's a, a good role yeah. model because he, he's the epitome of hard work. Absolutely. He's also the epitome of when shit goes wrong. 
what are you going to do about it? If you listen, I don't know if yeah. you listen to any part of that podcast. I did. But the, yeah, the Seaside story is freaking amazing. Yeah. Love I'm like, that. dude, you didn't qualify for Atlanta for the main draw. What are you going to do about it? I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to get on this plane. Yeah. I'm going to fly from Atlanta to and Seattle. And I'm going to play in that tournament. And yeah, I'm going to win, win it because that yeah. tournament gives me an automatic bid Heck yeah. for the Chicago I Open. I love that stuff. He's one of my featured athletes. Come on my website. Go get her. You'll see it. He'll Go get her, man. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing kid. And we got him on the way up. Yeah. We got him on the way up. Because Sean Ladig said, you guys yeah. got to come to New Orleans. And we did. And I met. Unlike some people, I hope, I hope the success doesn't change him. I hope. I know. I, I hope. I, I, I'll use Eric Baranek. His success did not change him. No. He's such a, still that, that great, great human being. Yeah. I think Savvy will be like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Tony. I think it's going to change her. No. <laughs> no. I love no, that I'm messing kid. With her. <laughs> Look, I I don't care if Tony changes or stays the or stays the same. Well, we the journey, changed. the journey she took to get to where she is, she can be, she can act however the however the f she wants to act. That kid's because, gonna stay humble. Yeah, she can stay humble. She actually working. have me say f instead of fuck because I'm thinking about her right now. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so there's some good ones out there, man. Um, did you hear the story about top drawer, bottom drawer? I don't think so. Right. Have social call-outs become bullying? And why do still people believe cancel culture is not a real thing? That's, I'm not going to say it is a real beat thing. beat that one to death. Yeah. And it is a real thing. Oh, well, I will say this. And I wrote this down. Um, when people become hammers, they're incapable of looking for anything else except nails. Yeah. So when you just do this at everybody, you right. become a hammer. Yeah. And you, you, after a while, you start to recognize, you don't start to recognize anything else right. uh, other than what you think is a nail. Well, and the truth is, why are they a hammer? That's what come, That's what you have to turn the lens back and go, why am I a hammer? You're a hammer. They're hammers because either, either what, there's, there's, there were these inciting incidents that inspired us to be safe, that took away our freedoms away. Yeah. Now... We can be cons big conspiracy theorists that, right. of the agenda that right. took away our freedoms. Maybe there was an agenda in the first place, mm -hmm. and, and and what happened January sixth and all these th all these things became, mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? Became um, an inciting incident to say, "See, I told you so," as a rationalization. But mm -hmm. hammers were created by people who um, want control. Yeah, yeah. And Jay, I've been a rule follower my whole life. Okay. I am now convinced, I'm also a very critical thinker, I like to dig into stuff, but I am a rule follower by nature. I now know, I now believe that leadership is not always about, like in this current culture where we are, you have to deviate from the norm. You have to look at the rules that are being told that you follow these rules. No. Right. Sometimes you have to question it at this point. Yeah. There's too much out there that you go, it doesn't feel right in my soul. It doesn't feel right for my kid's face to be covered and say, I'm a good, like, I, they took them off. But like, there are things that when it doesn't feel right in your gut, and you know, you're a good person, and you're like, you got to question it sometimes. And we've you gotta gotten have a to conversation. That. You've got to do that. And you can't be shut down for that. You got to have a conversation. Yep. Good you, people. You, yeah. You, uh, I don't mean to beat that to death, but the intention is there. It's not to force anybody to be like me or to create something that's No, we, we as, but we as human beings yeah. have to constantly evolve, okay? Right. We've Amen. come from uh, an American culture that thought that 
a black person wasn't a person to the black person's three-fifths of a person yeah. right to right. to oh black people get to vote it's like oh damn what what next women get to vote too it's like okay yeah. wait a minute or whichever came We're first i don't know about yeah. the chicken or the egg on yeah. that one um dude gay people want to get married what comes next they, they, they this one woman just wants to become a woman and play in a woman's sport so um but can you stay present in your own body know who you right. are mm -hmm. and listen to someone else that's all it comes down to. It yeah. can't be, oh, we need to go back to the 50s or where, where are we going? I mean, anytime you know that, if you're looking too far back or too right. far forward, you've lost the argument. But, Stay present. But what if they're not, nails are not people? Yeah. That's what makes it so easy to be a hammer because you're not thinking about nailing a, a person. You're thinking about nailing a nail, not knowing that you're nailing a person. Yeah. I grew up, um, and I guess we can finish with this. I grew up, um, I guess, anti-gay. Right. I grew up in a deeply religious um, yeah. um, and not not we have good news. Christ is coming religion. I grew up in a fire and brimstone. If you don't know, mm. if you you don't know if you're going to heaven or hell, you're going to hell. Mm. Uh, um, speaking in tongues, cartwheels, mm. you know, hollering mm. shit, mm -hmm. and that kind of church. Okay. So I was raised to believe that being gay was an abomination. Right. Yeah. I was raised to believe that there was something not natural about someone. So I went from that just to believing that these people aren't evil. They're just sick to people to. Um, to being against this, to being against that, until I met a, a friend of mine, or I had, had a friend of mine that I found out was gay. Right. And then you take some time away because they find out you're an idiot, you're, a, you're an anti-gay bigot, and then you take a few months away, and the next time you see him, you just want to say, hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing? You just want to give him a hug because you don't see that person as a nail anymore. I'm not that hammer right. that sees that person as a nail you anymore. See I see, if I nail that, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break that person because yeah. that's not a nail. That's yeah. not a machine. That's yeah. a human being. Yeah. And and I, and, I, and and that was a start yeah. for me having this path to understanding just we're all people, yeah. right? And then, yeah. boom! And my sister's just, lesbian, right? My aunt's lesbian. Yeah. So, so it's one of those things where. I have a story to tell too, right? And yeah. and I came back. I'm not saying I hate sounding saying if I could come back from that, you can come back from that because that's not um holy. Yeah. <laughs> look at this shit. <laughs> that's not holy what I'm saying. Yeah. The, all I'm trying to say is that if we can have a conversation with more some of these people that are hammers. Um. Yeah. Don't give up on some of these people. Don't yeah. just don't you don't cancel them. You don't yeah. censor. Look. The reason why I was that for so long is because I censored everything. I censored myself. I, know. I censored everything. Me too. And because Amen. I didn't engage. Yeah. Then the, the, you're I, safe. I, I wasted all that time being right. uptight about gay people. Yeah. Being wound tight. Yeah. Being fearful. Being so ego driven that just because I think someone's gay that they want me exclusively. And nobody, right. nobody wanted my fat ass back then. I was fat. So, so, um. <laughs> Yeah, but anytime that fear creeps in and keeps you from being yourself, you're off on the wrong track. Yeah. Jesus, what a fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. We always do this. <laughs> well, and mind you, this is this is the one we came prepared. I know, right? We, I did better. I was less day. emotional when yeah. I was just speaking off the cuff. This is this is prepared. Is there anything else? Did you have anything else? Oh, we've covered it, man. Top drawer, bottom drawer. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like your story on that. Great Come story. on my website and you'll hear that. Yeah? I, I think you told that. In the, in the, I did. Yeah. I think I said Relate, that on our good, podcast. Good, good relationship advice. Really good. 
Yes. If you guys ever want to know about how to get get along with someone that you are so scared to be in love with that every time you look at each other you argue, think of top drawer, bottom drawer. That's Evan Corey's episode, and that, that we, we I entitle it. I might make it its own section and, and okay. run that as an Absolutely. ad on YouTube. I'll yeah. call it top drawer, bottom drawer. Okay. YouTube will do an ad on that yeah. as long as it's four minutes or more. Okay. Um, this year in sports, my God, Tariq Hill to the Miami Dolphins, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Um, Kyrie Irving gets to play. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, he's sitting behind them. I know. He could sit talk, behind them with no mask, that but don't make sense. Good God! And I'm the one that gets flat. For... Oh, good Lord! Yeah, yeah. the world yeah. doesn't always make sense. And that's I just, why we I'm have just to have glad that we made it through without having to say the c word. We, 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 I stopped myself. Good, because we covered so much without ha- having to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great because that shows that we have other we have other problems. It's time to yeah. Yeah. You just got to connect on other stories because yeah. there's a lot of them. Yeah. Everybody listening, put yourself in a position where you can solve real problems and stop being hysterical about imaginary ones. All right. Let's close with that. Identify. Yeah. Great statement. Wendy Jones, plug it. All right. Um, come see my new website, Be Better with Wendy Jones. And my blog, The Optimist Journal, is there. Um, I got a new podcast Jason's helping me do. It's called What I Meant to Say. And um, yeah, love, Matt Prosser coming up, right? I am loving doing that. Yeah, um, yes, I do. Um, I've booked the next three weeks, Jay. Who do I have? You got our guy who's gonna get us canceled next week. The guy uh, in the wheelchair. Oh, no. oh, oh, yeah, oh, he's Joey. gonna get us canceled. Joey. Joey's gonna get Joey us canceled. Joey Mitchell's coming. Um, uh, Matt Prosser. Matt Prosser. Um, what a story. How about us? Talk about a story to tell, huh? Yeah, I'm excited for yeah. that one. Matt Prosser, AVP, guys. Uh, yeah. Actually, won, a, won an AVP with John Mayer. A lot of people don't know yes, that. Yes, I read that. A lot of people that. forgot. I tried to do John little, Mayer won four, four times uh, uh, with Nygaard, Prosser, and um, okay. Avatar. And then, yeah, and then next week I got my friend Russell, who I've known since high school, is an amazing basketball coach and school psychologist. There it is. going to have tons of good stuff to say. So yeah. You notice I didn't steal any of your guests forward. this week, right? I know, right? Well... We need to do like, I think we need to do like a little breakdown after like when I, I do you tech, we, I do a conversation yes. and then you and I do like a, like a 10 to 15 minute break. Cause I really want to have a ruse on my podcast, right? but I didn't want to steal all your guests. Cause as a theater performer. Oh, Monica. So many, oh, yes. Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Monica yeah. Monica Ruiz, Ruiz. Right? Yeah. She's there's, coming. We, there'd be so many, there's so many colors, but yeah. I want, let, let's Does wait. Just give it some space. And, yeah. Like, stop I, stop messing share. with you. Man. No, no. God. You can Holy Share. shit. There it is. Yeah. Two hours. All right. We hit it. Dang. Oh, you must be hungry. I am hungry. Come to think of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, guys, Wendy might love you, but I had enough of you. All right. In fact, I can't stand any of you. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Thank yes. you for taking the Optimist Journal's journey. Thank you for taking the Options journey. Yep. This is episode 134 of the Option Podcast from my homie, Wendy Jones. That's you. Thanks, guys. I'm Jason DeBellius. Man, we're out. Love you to pieces, people. Here we go. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.